What the hell is I'm that? I'm not taking I'm a not shot taking of that. that. Fuck no. I don't do whiskey. That's okay. stupid. Everybody with the okay. shots. Drinks. Cheers. 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 Thanks for um having me today. Of course. I will. <laughs> you made me do the thing, and I didn't. That's fine. I just don't like watching people take shots. I don't like taking shots. Like if unless it's like really fast. Like um, I take shots of uh, uh the cinnamon whiskey. That's Fire, it. Fireball. Fireball. How do you always forget that name? That's all you've been drinking. I always <laughs> forget it. That I can't. All right. All right. This is rough. This is rough. This is rough. First, I have a question for you. I don't want to answer it. Okay, but you will. What did we get in the mail yesterday? Swords. What were we gonna do with them? Train. Why? Because I want to get better at sword fighting. What are we gonna do? Fight with swords. How long did we take for us to break the sword? Uh, ten minutes. <laughs> Turns out they were cheaper swords than we thought. Dalton, Dalton, like Matt, these are training swords, and Monique's here, right? So they get delivered. They come in. Dalton opens them, and Monique's all, "They're kind of flimsy." And and then Dalton's like, "Dalton's like, no, 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 they're yeah, training Monique, swords. They're, 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 they're training swords. They're, they're training swords. They're fine. They're fine." So like Dalton that. swings and he hits it, and a piece of it, the wood chips off. And then Monique's like, are you sure this is okay? And then Dalton's all, yeah, Monique, they're training stories. <laughs> so we go outside. <laughs> Monique grabs it. She starts to do uh, like cartwheels with it and somersaults and stuff. We started fighting for literally 10 minutes. Dalton swings and I notice this huge crack straight down the middle of the, the blade. Mm-hmm. Like seven minutes later, the, cor- the, the sword was cut in half. Neither of you knowing that I actually have a stage combat certificate. So I know how to... <laughs> Properly teach people you, how David. to fight. I was trying to choreograph something and Stage combat certificate. Was what was that like? What was that completion process? I was showing Dalton outside I learned, earlier. I learned the five steps of defense. No, it's six six stances. <laughs> you don't one. get a certificate. <laughs> I, haven't learned, I haven't learned the sixth one yet. It's six stances of defense and attack and uh, learning how to move the weight on your feet to match the other. So David is a certified stage badass. It's called being an actor, bro. No, 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 an actor. Act, sure. <laughs> Is that what they call it in France? Actors. Oh God! All right, well, we're gonna start. They call them actors. They call actors with an EU. All right. No. Well, welcome back, everybody. We have a special guest on the podcast today, and uh, before we introduce her, David, roll the intro. Roll the intro, David. You can start now. Just do it. I'm drum. I'm drummer. all right welcome back everybody and as always we're your hosts i'm drum i'm drummer and this is week 23 week 23 guys week two three that's 20 plus three three plus 20 and 20 minus 10 plus 13 that's my birthday 13 no no no, no, 23 what what month matt December, bro. Oh, you know her 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 birthday. Damn no straight. problem. <laughs> I don't know my birthday. And on this week's podcast, we have a guest that's very near and <clears throat> dear to my heart. Not you guys. If you guys think you're near and dear to my heart, you're wrong. The one are, and David. only Monique Lazaro. Hey, babe. Welcome. Hi. Hi, Monique. <laughs> hey, 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 Monique. Let's just. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna spitball some questions. I just want you to answer them. You All know. Right. Shouldn't we be asking the questions about Matt? No. To Monique. Oh yeah. Let me yeah, debunk. You, this some is our time. Debunk. Mm, yeah. Monique, why does Matthew always, <laughs> um, let's say, over exaggerate everything? That's been the topic for this whole week. What are you yeah, talking about? We were talking about this yesterday too. Ooh, when? Where was I? You know what it is. I think he just takes pride in being a storyteller and he something can happen to matt and i will hear it by the end of the day five times over and each time <laughs> he tells the story uh-huh. it gets more dramatic like i've already heard what he dreamt about last night six times well first of all we all had some really interesting dreams right yeah we all couldn't sleep last night i don't know what it was but I wasn't having the right dreams. I was thinking about the same thing every time. I was always in a different area, but there's always somebody staring at me across the room, and they were smiling at me, super creepy. And it happened five times throughout the night, five different dreams, five different locations. It was really awkward. Is that it? No one's going to add on to that? Well, since you've heard my, my dream so many times, why don't you tell, tell everybody what my dream was? You and Dalton were dodging cars, and a semi wait, no, wait, ran you wait. over. Did Matthew have to save me at some point? Yes. Yeah, okay. No, I it's not a dream that Matthew doesn't save me from something. 
And then he came into the house and the shameless family was here. That is true. And then I turned into a demon and beat him up in a cabin. True. That is true. Those are right. two separate dreams, though. You're really butchering this, and I don't appreciate it. She goat man his ass. She did. Yeah, all three of us had really weird dreams and couldn't fall asleep. And I forgot where I was. <laughs> Freaked out a she little bit. She kept waking up going, <gasps> and I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, I'm at your house. I, I forgot where I was. And they had, like she'd fall asleep for 10 minutes and then do it over again, do it over again. I'm like, how many times until you listen, you learn? <laughs> like, <laughs> Takes a while. Plus, your body is probably so tired, doesn't really think about it, though. Yeah. Monique, what kind of kisser is Matt? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. I like these. All right. Let's get into this. Um, That's a fun that's one. That's how it that's is? That's a fun one. That's fun. Tell him about our first kiss. Oh, he missed. Okay. No. There's <laughs> a timeout. There's a lot that goes before that. You're not wrong, though. I did miss. He missed. He was, like, so excited. He, like, picked out the day, ran up to me, tried to lay one on me and missed oh i think you got my chin oh, and then ran away stop <laughs> if you're gonna tell the story tell it right are you gonna do it or you want me to no you go ahead okay I'm, and you can be like let's use your bullshit I'm gonna fact check you uh, fact check me right. okay valentine's day so valentine's day it ended up we weren't ha- we didn't have school for some reason it was a saturday was it a saturday mm-hmm. okay so we didn't have school it was a saturday monique had dance practice because she was in dance class and so it just so happened that I had to do was help Chris Moran with a science experiment. And so that he was in Mrs. Wrong. Grun's class. So I go to the school and it's at the Q building. And so when you go up this building, the very first door on your left is this huge, it's the dance room. And so I was on my way out and I see Monique and her group and they're outside, you know, practicing or whatever. And so Monique had just finished eating a peanut butter jelly sandwich. And so they finish their routine, and I get there, and then everybody knows that Monique Wait, and I— Wait, why is the peanut butter jelly the point of the story? I'll tell you in a second. So then Monique is in sweats, crooked Mulan bun going on, right? All sweaty. And so I see her, and I, I'm like, oh, hey, happy Valentine's Day. And she's like, oh, like, thank you. And so then all, the, the group that she was with, they were like her good friends, so they knew like we were into each other. So they left, and so then I gave her a big old hug, and then I felt her like turn her head towards me, and I'm like, now's my chance. I got to do it. So I go and she moves her head at the last second and I get like half cheek, half chin. And so then I start laughing and I'm like embarrassed, but it's like a like very uncomfortable, embarrassed chuckle. And so then finally I just looked at her and I was like, can I try again? And she's all, okay. And then we kissed and it was great. And I was on like cloud nine all the way home. But yeah, so that's the story of our first kiss. That peanut butter and jelly sandwich never. Uh, yeah, it. that's the most polished shit Sorry. you ever said. Yeah, no, no, no. It's because when I kissed her, she tasted like peanut butter and jelly sandwich. All right. You want to hear so, another sandwich story, Dalton? What's the, what sandwich story? It was back when. So this is how high school kids are always assholes. I've never been this close to beating David's ass ever after this. Uh huh. We all used to hang out in a corner at lunchtime, and so me and John, then we would just walk up and we just fuck with people. We got it from uh, Blink-182 because we were watching videos and Tom did it. And so Matt had this like big sandwich. Lo and behold, I had no idea. He hadn't eaten anything all day. I was so hungry. Matthew is a little baby. He was starving and he pulls out this sandwich and it's it's got a golden halo above it. We know how exactly. Everything's perfectly uh, frothed lettuce and tomato and all this. I've never said any of that. (laughs) Look at this frothed tomato and lettuce. And he holds it up and he's like ready to eat it and i reach over to matt drum and i go no and i slap it out of his hand down onto the ground the whole thing falls apart all over the place and i look at david and he's doing his stupid ass laugh and i'm like i am about to fucking kill you and then i think i made you give me your grapes or something something to justify and i went and bought a pop tart yeah i was i was i gave Uh, him something because i wasn't gonna leave him on uh you know high and dry that is that's a great yeah, story. It was fucking annoying. And he would do that. He would just smack stuff out of people's hands. Like I don't know why that was a thing. They did it on Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, to be okay. W- okay, but why did you think if Tom did it, you could do it? They're still you're, friends. You're it's okay. Calm down. Uh, are we though? Still friends. This is just a long con, and one day Matt's gonna do something that just ruins my life, and he's gonna be like, "That's for the sandwich." Yeah. Oh, I'm just I'm gonna whisper it in your ear. Uh-huh. I remember one time Matthew just got with Monique, and Monique was coming over to the house for the first time great my mom's making tacos because that's what she makes every time and so we're getting ready my mom's all nervous she's like say like, matthew is your is your room clean she's not allowed in your room but is your room clean and we're like yeah mom my room's clean <laughs> okay you do the dishes like matthew had to do all these chores just for monique to come over mm-hmm. and i remember i was sitting on the couch and i remember the door opening and matthew's like walking over there like with his nervous his eyes are all wide open because he has to talk <laughs> to your dad i think 
and then I think uh, our dads talked for a little bit or something like that. I don't know who somebody dropped you off. It was your, it was your mom. This, your was, mom. this was after you officially started dating. Uh, the first time I came over, we were still friends. You were friends, but you were dating. The, no, the first time you came over was because we were going to go to uh, get my tux for homecoming. Yeah. And so you were going to be there because you had the color of your dress or whatever. Right. And so our moms talked and then your mom met my dad, too. Yeah. And then uh, and then remember. and then we we went and then we got everything picked out. So that's the first time I don't honestly I don't really remember the first time you came over to the house. Well, let me to, tell like, you about out. it. OK. Um, so <laughs> then then my mom is getting ready. She's like, oh, honey, I'm, I'm making um, tacos. Do you like tacos? Do you like those? And. You know, who doesn't fucking like a taco? So <laughs> when he's like, yeah, I like tacos. They're like, okay, cool. So then my dad's like, Dalton. I'm like, what, dad? He's like, let's go work out. And I'm like, he's literally never asked me to work out <laughs> ever. So then I have to go work out with my dad in the in the garage while Matt Monique are sitting down. So finally, after the workout, we walk back in. You guys are watching a TV show. And my mom is like chopping onions or something and looking over. To yep. make sure that you guys aren't like kissing or anything comes back. <laughs> oh, yeah, because your kitchen had the wall blocking oh, it yeah. from the living room. So she would check over again. And she and my mom would come up to me. She said, hey, why don't you go sit with them? Go sit mm-hmm. with them. <laughs> I remember this. Dalton was always hanging around us to check on us. Yeah. I was making sure you guys weren't doing anything stupid. So I was just <laughs> watching and hanging out because I just didn't have any friends over. So <laughs> you guys were my friends. <laughs> but that was the first time. But I mean, it was a pretty chill time. It wasn't anything crazy. Can you believe that was almost 10 years ago? No, I cannot. That's crazy. Long time ago. You know the reason why we're together is because of John? It, that is very true. Monique was supposed to go to homecoming with some guy and then uh, he dropped off the face of the earth. And then uh, I guess Monique... You got ghosted before ghosting yeah, was a thing? Yeah, he went to Glendora High School, so... Ooh, he went to another school. Did he ever get this in the first place? No, nah, I mean, honestly, probably not. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, Monique was like, you know what? She had just told our friend Sarah, like, you know what? I'm just going to go by myself. You know, that's fine. And then Sarah told John, and then John came up to me, and I was very much like, you know what? I'm not going to any school dances because, like, my dad didn't and my mom didn't, so I need to keep the fucking tradition going right so it, glad i didn't it was like uh, the perfect setup john and i had some class together i don't remember and i was like venting to him about this guy he was an asshole and he basically ghosted me and he's all oh cool and i didn't really <laughs> know like what that really meant <laughs> so then john comes up to me and goes hey matt i know you said you don't want to go to homecoming but john everybody pretty much knew how i have always had feelings for monique so then he comes up to me and he's like hey what if i told you you could take uh, a hot girl to homecoming and I'm like, John, you know, I'm not going to go to homecoming. He goes, Monique Lazaro. And I was like, really? And he's all, yeah. And I was like, okay. So then that whole next week, all I did was I like, this is really creepy now that I think about it. I followed Monique. I needed to get like a, a route to see like when was going to be the best time to ask her. So I was always at school early. And so then I knew like Monique's first period. So I was like, okay, does she go to the women's locker room to like put her stuff down, then go to class? Or does she just go straight to class? So I like sat at the Q building and then, okay, she went, she went to the locker room and then she went to the class and then all this stuff. This is where she went on a break, right? So I was like, perfect. And I had never bought a girl flowers before. So I called Sarah and I was like, hey, and I'm standing in Vons and I'm like, hey, do I buy like one rose or do I buy like a dozen roses? And then now I realize that's a dumb question. But at the time, Sarah, like without hesitation, she goes, you buy all the roses, Matt. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I bought the roses. So I'm sitting at the Q building waiting. The bell rings. I wait. I'm late to class. No Monique. And I'm like, of course. Today's the only day that she just wouldn't wouldn't decide to go her normal normal route. So then I go into like a couple periods with these flowers and everybody and their mothers asking me like, oh, who are they for? And I'm like, oh, you'll see. Like, you know, not trying to give it away. So she like finds out before I ask her. Finally, at break, I see her with everybody and I walk over. Mind you, her and I have had like very minimal interaction like since, you know, things didn't work out freshman year, like small interactions here and there, but nothing major. So then I went up and I asked her and she said, yeah, I gave her the flowers, gave her a big old hug and she was all happy. And then I went to homecoming and the rest is history. Did I exaggerate? Uh, no. Thank that you. That was like the most accurate, accurate <laughs> story I've heard you tell. Okay. Can we talk about these eyebrows? Because I don't know what angry eyebrows are. And then um, Rachel's eyebrows. Well, there was one Christmas where. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there was one Christmas where grandma. Our little grandma. We have a big grandma. Doesn't mean she's fat. She's just taller. And we have a little grandma. She's just tiny. There, one's on my mom's side, and my dad's side. You know how family works. So this one's on my, <laughs> my little grandma's on my dad's side. We go there for Christmas Eve, and one Christmas Eve, my grandma just got Botox done. No, she just we, got her eyebrows tattooed. All right. Well, she got tatted, or was 
fucking <laughs> Regardless, they Whatever were massive. The fuck, her eyebrows were massive, and they looked angry. They were arched to the shit, fucking facing down. It just was evil looking. So whenever she would talk to you, you thought she was yelling at you. Because uh-huh. our grandma doesn't talk softly. Like, she'll let you know what's up. Yeah. So she was speaking loudly. And so whenever grandma would come to give us gifts or offer us something to drink, we'd be like, grandma, don't yell at us. Because she would always look angry. And she was like trying to tell us like oh i'm not mad like i was like no it looks like you're mad that's why we're doing that because she had like the angry eyebrows and then i guess people like draw in like eyebrows i saw a woman in the store the other day in walmart drew in her eyebrows fucking while she was at walmart no well i mean i don't doubt it use the product she no, must no. not like, have had I don't a put it past they walmart. were literally the, you know how eyebrows are right here right yeah they were up here oh art right. oh everybody just know where like put your finger on your eyebrow and go up about an inch. And that's where this lady's eyebrows She were. was surprised to just be in Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it looked like. I was like, I'm surprised I'm here too. It's, it's so. the everyday low prices. I They're so low, they surprise you. So low, they get them. She had to make sure she showed it. <laughs> so, uh, Dalton, this this Sunday, or this past Sunday, we, we celebrated Easter. We happy did. Easter, everyone. Happy Easter, everybody. Happy it was Easter. Easter. If you celebrate that, it must have been Easter. a weird Easter. Uh, weird Easter. Weird it must have been a weird Easter. We call it the Easter. <laughs> it's here. wabbit season. <laughs> it's a weird it's Easter wabbit. because no one was allowed to like go out, and so I hope you guys zoomed with your families. Uh, Did with anyone your extended do an families. Easter egg hunt? No. Or was that canceled this year? No, I, I mean, do you have any Easter memories, Dalton? Because I know, we, like, we growing up the way we did, we always celebrated. It, it was remember, always like a big day. I remember one time in Easter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, what's the difference now between back then? Because back then you guys used to like play for church bands and do all this stuff. So you guys were very active in the church yeah. versus now you guys don't go as much. So what are your Easter's? Like how was the difference with your Easter's? Uh, we still love Jesus, uh, David. <laughs> I don't right. doubt that you love Jesus. Um, our Easter's back. No, our Easter's have always, always usually been the same. We would always wake up. There was only one time we went to like five in the morning service. That was terrible. Like yeah, it rained on us. Service. It rained while we were out it was, there. Yeah, it was outside. And the idea was you're going to have church service and then the sun was going to rise while you were at church. And then it was going to be this beautiful thing while you're praying. And then uh, it just rained. <laughs> and, it, it, was, it was cold. Was I think we idea. left early. We left early. We got to see the sunrise, but it was like I was exhausted for the rest of the day. Uh, but usually we'd wake up, go to church. Then go to my grandma's. We do a big Easter egg hunt with the family, uh, hang out there most of the day, and then go home. But there's always I can never find them, and Aubrey <laughs> would find all of them, and just push people away to try and get her Easter eggs. Yeah, Aubrey was she was very aggressive. aggressive. So there's a video out there where the way that our family would do the Easter egg hunt is so everybody had you know would end up with the same amount of eggs, and you know the older ones didn't get all of them, and the younger ones didn't like didn't get any. What my aunt would do is my aunt would always coordinate it. They would all the adults would stuff all the eggs. They'd go outside. They hide them all over the place. And then my aunt would be like, "Okay, kids, go outside." So all of us go out there with our baskets. And then she's like, "All right, everybody's gonna go out and they're gonna get five eggs." And so you know the older ones are like, "Sweet, they go, they get their five eggs, they come back." The ones that are counting, they're you know walking there and they're they're picking them. But there's a video, and the video is my cousin Aubrey. She goes and she picks up an Easter egg. She puts it in her basket. But then she's out there for a long time, but her basket is never being filled with eggs. Well, the reason why is because Dalton was right behind my cousin Aubrey. And anytime she would put an egg in her basket, Dalton would find the egg in her basket and be like, oh, there it is. Take it and put it in his. <laughs> so Aubrey's out there doing all the work and Dalton's just taking it right out of her basket, but she doesn't realize it. And yeah. so you get that on video. And then that pretty, video is the same one where Aubrey throws her tantrums. Her tantrums. You remember those, dude? Oh. Aubrey was the cutest little girl. Just so cute, right? But when she would get mad, oh, her Lord forbid, bro. she'd do this thing where she would, she'd start crying, right? But then like, you're like, oh man, okay, that's bad. And then she'd start crying louder. You're like, okay, that's phase two. It gets worse. Phase three is coming. Phase three, bro, she'd be Red crying. Face. She would just clench her fists and then she would look at you. Body fucking convulses. The whole body would just shake you. She'd be like, ah! and you're, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, someone make it stop. She's going to break herself. Yeah, like, she would happening? shake legitimately just stare at you go, ah! yeah and like we got that whole thing on camera and they're like oh we got you on camera dad films this tantrum and you hear him go oh you're gonna hate this when you're older because we're gonna use it <laughs> yeah yeah that was a good one yeah so that's but that's like one of the only easter memories like i don't i never hated easter but i never was like big on it either yeah um the only other easter memory that i have is when you guys were all at the preschool right across the street from mooney's house actually so that's where uh, Dalton, Aubrey, and the Lanes, they all went there. And so there was an Easter, and um, at our church, 
they had an, an Easter Bunny costume. And so I was older, but I wasn't that much older, right? But I, like, I knew the Easter Bunny, like, you know, oh, hold on, disclaimer, if you're under the age of 10, do not listen to this uh, next part. Easter Bunny's not real. There's a couple. I know, which terrifies me. Um, anyways, so, and so I'm walking by my uncle's car, and I didn't know the Easter Bunny wasn't real, and this is how I found out. My uncle Alex is in his van putting on this giant Easter Bunny costume, and me and my dad are walking by, and I look, and I see my uncle as the Easter Bunny, and he, like, sees me, and his eyes get all big, and he looks at my dad, and he goes, sorry, bro. <laughs> and my dad's all... It's all right. Don't, Matt, don't say anything. And I was like, okay. So I remember going there and my uncle dressed up as the Easter Bunny for all the kids at this preschool. And so he went out and like laid eggs and all the kids got to take a picture of the Easter Bunny and stuff like that. I think about like that, that's cool. Like I yeah. want to do stuff like that for, for our kids. That, the we, tantrum. We go, to the, we go to the desert too for Easter. Yeah, we would do desert trips do with my grandma. Trips. I thought that was after Thanksgiving. It was. We, we would do multiple. So a, a Easter, the, that, was when the, that was jackrabbit season. Jackrabbit season. So that's when you chase the jackrabbits. We already talked about that. Yeah. But it, we, would, we, tended, we tended to do one or the other. For whatever reason, we didn't do it the day after Thanksgiving because something came up. We would go out for Easter. Yeah. Or, there's yeah. a couple years we did both. It was kind of up in the air. Did sure. the Easter Bunny ever visit your house? No. And like you guys would get like baskets and stuff? When we were younger, yes. No, I mean, we, we we always got baskets, but it was just like, oh, they're on the coffee table when we wake up. Cool. We weren't like... Oh, the no, that's the same. Yeah. No, it yeah. wasn't like that. I remember one Easter, our aunt stayed the night at our house with her kids. And that was probably the biggest deal where all of us got these really, really big Easter baskets and we got to hang out and stuff. So, but my, my Easter wasn't, we did the same thing every year, but it's not, I don't know. I have more memories from other, other holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Easter's cool though. Did the Easter bunny ever go to your house, Rachel? Um, not the actual Easter bunny, but he would leave the Easter baskets around and we'd have to go around the house and try to find it. What was in your Easter baskets? Was yours like customized for you? Okay. Oh, really? Um, yeah. It would be like my favorite candy. What is your favorite candy? Definitely Peeps. And really? Reese's peeps? And Whoppers. Yeah. You're the first person whoppers. I've ever heard instead of Jess that likes Peeps. Well, when you put them in the microwave and you see them like blow up. What? It's so much better. What, what the hell? What? <laughs> I, I want to try. You've never tried that? No. no really? I, is that, no. is that, have any of us they ever tried That's not really how you do it. Yeah, that's, that's not a normal thing. No, a lot of people do it. No. no. They you get really, really big. Do, by a lot of people, do you mean your sisters? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a thing. I know people do it, but it's really good. You have to try it. So there's five kids in my immediate family. So of course the boys would get something different from the girls. And then sometimes when the whole family got together, we're mostly girls. So the girls would get like makeup, underwear, makeup wipes, cute like girly candy. I got an Easter basket this year. Like we still get Easter basket. And it, it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. I think I stopped getting mine after I turned like 16. I, I, get, really? I get chocolate bunnies now. Yeah, it's not really a basket like this year since it's like quarantine. My brothers and I and my sisters don't live with us anymore. But um, my brothers and I got like a blow up pool to Ooh. use in the background, the back, the background, the backyard. Because real good back there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a picture of a pool. <laughs> we took ours out. We took ours out last summer. So my mom got this big um, blow up pool for us to use when it gets like sunny outside. And then she got us Animal Crossing. So it wasn't necessarily like a basket, hey. but my mom's really into holidays, really into Christmas, Valentine's Day. Um, so is that like the biggest thing that you ever got for Easter? Animal was a pool, crossing? A pool? It's just a blow up pool. It's not like a... Oh, like I got like a skateboard. Fancy. Like that was like the biggest Ooh. thing I got for Easter one year. Whoa, skateboard for Easter? Yeah, like a full... It was like I got the deck. And then my mom was like, oh, the Easter Bunny said to take it to active. And, <laughs> and I was no, like, yeah, the bet, my, One of my favorite parts about the holidays is when there's not a quarantine going on, Monique's mom, she always has a candy bar for every holiday. Every holiday. Every holiday. And it used to be for all the kids, but I'm pretty sure it's just for me now. Oh, because, it's just for Matt. Because, because every time I go over. Yeah, she'll have like four different glass like candy jars and every one is like a different one, but all the colors coincide. She's like Martha Stewart, like loves <laughs> to decorate, <laughs> loves to be festive. I think that's where I get it from. And she loves to like surprise us for our birthdays with flowers, balloons, presents. She's very, like a very festive person. I think that's where I get it from. I look forward to it every year. I was very sad this year. She I basically did. does it for him now. Yeah, I love him it. Him and my dad. Yeah. Now how much, how much is Matt like your dad? 
I think they get along pretty well. I love her dad. My dad's always respected Matt because my dad's seen nothing but responsible actions from, you know, when we were a lot younger getting me home before curfew or just seeing him open doors, not only for me, but for my mom and my little brothers. Matt's always like taking good care of my brothers and now they both work in insurance. So I think they connect really deeply with that. Her her dad's a big wig. Like my coworker, who's like the health insurance guy for our office, uh, he was asking me one day and I was like, oh yeah, he's, um, he's like, oh, do you have a girlfriend? I said, yeah. And he's like, oh, what's her name? And I said, oh, her name's Monique Lazaro. And he kind of like sat up straight and then he looked at me and he like pulled off a business card off the top and he goes, do you know who this is? And it said Hector Lazaro. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's Mr. Lazaro. And he started laughing. He goes, dude, you know, like, you know, Hector. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, oh, and like nothing but like raving reviews about Mr. Lazaro, like held in very, very high regards within our company, within like anybody I've spoken to. And what's interesting is, is like, I felt this like deep bond because it's like one of those things where like, for instance, I can go somewhere and be this like hot shot, right? I can be like, my word is respected, blah, 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 blah. But then when I go to the gym or I come here, I'm just your guys' friend, right? You guys don't really know that side of me. So it was kind of like that where I like, not that I, I always had nothing but the utmost respect for Mr. Lazaro. Like I, I admire, all, like he's come here and built something amazing for himself, right? But now to have, he's like somebody understands that aspect of it, right? And so I like even told Monique, I'm like, babe, you have no idea. Like your dad's like the guy. And Monique's like, yeah, but like, that's my dad. Like my, like our dad, our dad was huge in um, this company called Vulcan, but like, it's just our dad. Like, you know, he, I was still mad that he didn't take me to Toys R Us, you know? So it's ever since then, like him and I have had a, a lot deeper of a, a connection since then. How important was Toys R Us to you guys? Oh dude, so important. I got most of my stuff at Target. Okay. Not now. When you were, <laughs> when you were a child. When you were a child. Dalton's like, well, not, I haven't been there in years. <laughs> um. It's, doesn't even exist anymore, right? No. Toys R went, no. Oh. <laughs> Toys R left. <laughs> um, it wasn't like a big thing to go to Toys R Us for you guys when you were little? Yes. Yes, it was. I don't know why he's acting like it's not. I'm telling you, even back then, I got myself a Target. I mean, I was excited for it. Um, we, I never got video games from Toys R Us. Really? No. Like, maybe for you when you had the 64. Like, you would go broke. No, I remember games, buying. I don't remember I, doing no, that. I remember buying the Wario video game. Uh, for the GameCube at at Toys R Us. So. You never bought your like wrestling action figures at Toys R Us I, and stuff. No, I don't. The thing is, like, I maybe I did, but in my head, I don't have a lot of memories of Toys R Us. That's not like the go-to toy spot. No, not to like I, it. It was, but I never got a lot of stuff from there. Okay. Well, anyways. Okay. Well, let's let's take a break. Rachel, all of them are, are in there, so you just got to. Hey, that's not politically correct to say anymore. Gypsy? Yes. Why? Because it's gypsied. It's rude oh, to the culture. Oh, because like that joke gypsies, sense. yeah, that makes take sense. Your money. Who said that? And they had to like come on and apologize. What? Yeah. Who? Like a like a famous person? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Recently, they somebody somebody off. said that, and then uh, saying the n word, I guess. No. That's gypsy, that's, gypsy is a bad. That's how gypsies explain gypsy it. Gypsy is a bad slur. And gypped is a form of that. I never thought Getting of it like that. Gypped. Yeah, I, I had. It's one of those things that I've always just said, but I never really asked where it came just from. Just like the N word. No, I knew where that came from. No, no, I mean like like she said, gypsies love calling themselves gypsies, but not like everybody else calling them gypsies. gypsies. Oh, you know, we actually went to school with a gypsy. Who? Do you remember uh, Genesis? <laughs> ah, let's talk about Genesis. No, let's not talk about Genesis. <laughs> I want to hear Dalton's version of this story. <laughs> I never met Genesis. I never knew who she was. He's All I remember stories. is Matthew going, that's her, and seeing <laughs> and seeing a woman, right? And Matthew always told me this story of something happening, and I forget most of it, but all I remember is Matthew saying, as she chased me around she the did. school, and I couldn't get away. She, she really going, did. Matthew. And I went to Monique Matthew. for help. I went to Monique for help, and she did not help uh, me. What but, was Monique going to do? Right. <laughs> and this was when I was upset with him, because... Something happened. And I was like, I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to help you. And she's all, Matt, Matt. And then he ran around the corner, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, Monique, you know where he went? I was like, that way. You told her? <laughs> You're a savage. A savage. She <laughs> not leave him alone. All right, we're back. And we're going to be doing a 30-second review. But this time, it's me. 30-second reviews with I'm Matthew. There you go. Nice. That's gonna be a bitch to edit out. <laughs> okay. Do you what are the what are these things called? What are they called? 
Lay it on us. Don't lay it on us. <laughs> we don't it's, want that. Underwear. It's men's underwear with ball hammock technology. Ball hammock. We're going to go with that. Okay. Thank that's you. It. That's it. Ready? Do I have to do it like Dalton? Yeah. It's 30 seconds. You have 30 you seconds. If you, you can go slow, but you're going to be out of time. Ready? He's out of air. You ready? Yep. Five seconds. Four, three, two, one. Go. Hey, gentlemen, do you just hate being when your nutsack is just fucking pulling a bat wing? Because I do. Well, I've got just the product for you. It's called ball hammocks. So basically what it is is underwear with a nice little kangaroo pouch where you put your balls into, and it separates everything from the sides of your legs so you don't have bat wings anymore. And it uh, stops the pers- uh, per- 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 uh, the sweat from uh, being there, <laughs> and it allows you to be able to wear underwear comfortably. Uh, and they do ride up on me because my legs are larger than the average human being. So uh, I think the ball hammock is a great technology. Buy it. All right, and Dude, now that's, that's way harder than I thought. Now you see why it's an art. <laughs> it's a, it's a form of it's a form of art, Matt. The technique you got to learn it over the years. Bat wings? You ever bat wing it? Have you never heard that term? Actually, we should explain to the listeners what a okay, bat wing so is. So a bat wing is is it's when you're you get really sweaty. When a guy gets really sweaty and the sides of his ball sack stick to his legs, and, you and then spread it when out he the- opens his legs, the ball sack skin gets spreaded, and therefore you have bat wings. But the ball hammock, like I actually, I do have a pair of these. It literally is, it's uh, like this like stitching where it's like literally a pouch. And so when you put it on, do you have to automatically, like, do you have to like open the uh-uh. pouch no, and just like it, it's, dunk it's your balls in? No, it's weird, but like when you pull it up, don't it just automatically, it's just there. Like it's just in there somehow. Um, dump your balls and in there. so it's, it's cool. Like it, I think it does help with chafing because like as you know, that area, it happens a lot. So it does help with that, but. My problem with it is it just it causes like it's kind of like a wedgie like you kind of have a wedgie the whole time and I, I think it's just because the the pouch itself I think the fabric that they use is too thick so I think it already feels like there's just underwear clumped up there so it's kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, I tried working out in them. Yeah, Dalton, you don't like these. Don't like them. Why? They, they I tried working out in them and each squat felt like just it was it just gave you more of a wedgie. You know, you have like I have briefs and they have lines on the side. So you don't get wedgies in the middle. You know what I mean? That's really convenient. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even I have boxers like that too. And it's really convenient. But these ones don't have those lines on the side and the back. So it just rides up every time you go down to a squat. Yeah. I mean, like the cupping of it's nice. But like the overall like comfortability of actually being able to work out in it and walk around in it is very different. Like yeah. You can walk around and be comfortable, but you can't run a workout in it and be comfortable. It's not, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. So if you have like larger thighs, it's just going to enhance the amount of wedges you get and the speed that and you also get i feel like you can't wear pants in them why because i mean like if you wear pants if you wear pants that have like a high crotch area like it comes up and like your balls have to like stay in one area with your dick so you just have a bigger bulge in the pants than you normally do so you don't want to have a bigger bulge in the pants i don't care what women see i just i'm like i'm more of a comfortable type of I, scale I, I i'd rather have my dick go to one side and my balls on the other or something instead of them both being stuck in the middle just being like squished and oh uh, i strangled I, I see what you're saying i see like it it's stuck in that spot until you take the underwear off exactly yeah so i take it you'd never wear a thong either um i've worn one but no i wouldn't wear one openly to like i walk in like i wouldn't do that. We're gonna. We're just gonna move on. We're not gonna ask no, why no. he wore a thong. <laughs> no, we'll get no, into that. No, we're gonna dive into this, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We want to know the story. I was trying to can uh, uh, transition into asking Monique how that feels all the time having we're thong? just like, having my like mo- balls like most, separated. <laughs> <laughs> he was wedgies. Thongs just give you wedgies all the it time. It really doesn't. You just but, don't feel anything. You guys get used to it at some point, right? Yeah, like you don't really feel anything. There's nothing down there. It's not like there's a mass that gets separated or moved or bat winged or anything. Like it's not, (laughs) I don't know. You want to try it? Apparently Dalton has. You three should get, oh my God. The three of you, we should do this on Amazon. What? You guys should do a whole podcast in thongs. And then give your review, 30 seconds oh, that, on wearing thongs. You know thongs. what? That actually be a good like segment, like product reviews, but like podcast version. Dude. Each one of us buys like a random shit. Like, yeah, random, random item that we're going to review. And then we review it for the other listeners. Like neck brace, right. like do a, a whole podcast with a neck brace and hey, then review the neck brace. Take it easy. 
<laughs> How that big guy? Okay. Matt wanted this booty pillow for his birthday. I did because I didn't think you were gonna come over. Wow. I wanted to put my head on some cheeks. Oh, Anyways. that's right. So you can <laughs> review booty <laughs> pillow. Again, Let's always, make a list. I always booty think pillow, it's a pillow thong. for your butt. No, no, no. It's literally a pillow in the shape of a butt. So for those of you that don't know, there's this great website called www.shutupandtakemymoney.com, and they have everything you've never known that you needed or wanted. And one of them was a booty pillow. And so for most of mine and Monique's relationship, it was long distance. She went to school down in San Diego. And uh, there's this boyfriend pillow where it's like just this arm where you, it's like a body pillow. You can lay down, put your head on it. But then there's a booty pillow. And it's literally in the shape of like thighs and a butt. And you can buy pants for this thing. You can change it. You can get really weird with it if you wanted to. Or you can just recognize that it's just a pillow. And so I put that on my birthday list. because I'm pretty sure they also had that on the show Dave. Except it was a lot more of an I explicit thing. Show. What's the TV show that you Wilfred? What? You just said the TV show. No, 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 no. That, Wilfred's a thing that David and I have where it's like, no. if if, if Dafer looks at me, if, if David... Dafer. Sorry, I'm drinking. If Dafer looks <laughs> so at me... So Wilfred's a show about a dude and a dog... A dude and, a, <laughs> and, his, and his friend who is a guy in a dog suit. Yes. And it's very like psychologically deep and it's like a, it's a very like philosophical show. It's a good show. But it's also but it's, really funny. It's also really funny and it's based on the premise of a guy in a dog costume. And so everyone I know that I ever talked to is like, that looks stupid and it looks ridiculous and I'm not going to watch it. And I loved this show. I watched it from pilot to series finale completely in love the whole time. And I told Matt about it and he, he gave me the same response. It that took him years else to watch it, huh? Yep. It took him a long time to watch yep. it, and he finally watched it one day. He got like two episodes in, and then called me and was like, dude. No, 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 no. Do you remember? I was like, hey, I'm, I'm watching Wilfred, and it was just more on premise. I was like, I fucking hate this show. It's terrible. He's like, well, why are you on episode five? I'm like, because I hate it so much. I need to see how it ends. <laughs> and then I fell in love, and it's literally one of my favorite like show series of all time. And so anytime... Anytime David recommends something, he'll rec- David recommends a lot of things, right? And so, so I'll, I'll watch it or whatever. But then whenever David looks at me and he goes, hey, Wilfred. The second he says that, I'm like, okay, like on our friendship, I'm going to go and, and like it. So it's so kind Wilfred of like our, our, it's like the ultimate like trump card, like, bro, trust me. That's like the trust me, no questions asked. Check like, it out. like on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, it's the thousand pushups. Yeah. You have no idea? No. Okay. Oh, I haven't uh, watched it, that show in a while. It, oh, right. You've come to the right place. For all your sex questions, all those deep burning desires that you just needed the answers to, you've come to the right place. We've got our sex asking me a question. He's got answers. Don't sex <laughs> So this week's corner actually comes from the show Love is Blind. Love is what? Love is Blind. Where? It's a show on Netflix. It's a show on Netflix. You can't Where? see it. Where is it? So, I don't know. We're blind. Sorry, I'm in love. I'm, I'm blind. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he winked at me. Wow. He was, was listening. So I was, I was doing the dishes the other day, and my sister was watching it, and something happened where I was like, oh, that's a very good like gray area situation. And it was one of the couples that had gotten engaged we're having like a poolside discussion and the guy had actually come out to uh, his fiance as bisexual and they were having an argument because he was saying that he was saying she was getting upset about it. Not about it. She was just getting upset. That's all I saw. Okay. And he was saying, well, I, I, I couldn't, I didn't tell you right away because he was like, would I still, you know, honestly, would I be here if I had told you that from day one? And she was like, but you didn't tell me earlier. You should have told me you should, that should have been one of the first things you told me. And his argument was like, well, do you honestly think I would I would be here right now in this situation if you told me that day one? After my sister told me that he had come out the day before. And when he had initially come out, she had just been like kind of taken aback a little bit and just not said anything. And he started kind of getting defensive about it right then. And then, you know, the conversation ended that night and then com- continued on the next day. And it ended with them breaking up. Because neither of them could communicate with each other. Okay. But the situation I wanted to ask was, what's your guys' take on that situation, on that argument? Because both were angry. He was angry that she wasn't accepting him. And it seemed like she was angry that he hadn't told her earlier and right away. All right, Sexpert, what do you think? And how does Love is Blind work? I've never seen the show. 
That one is like you um, spend a week in a pod and you talk to all these different people. You never see the person. You never see the person. It's just talking. Talking. So and you never you don't see the form of them or anything like no. that? No. At the end of the week, you get engaged. So within this week, Whoa. he didn't share with that person that he was bisexual. Correct. Okay. You, that's, what, not, that's not like a push situation though. Like you have a whole, you have one week to decide if you want to marry this person or not. So that conversation has to come up either way. It shouldn't come up last. I feel like it should definitely come oh, up. Okay, but 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 on a Tuesday. But but you said that he had just come out like as being bisexual the day before. So when you say that, does that mean like he came out to his family? Like they no, didn't even know. No, he he's been bisexual. Oh, he's, okay. he's been out. Oh, okay. he just came out to her. Oh, okay. Let's see. Let me put myself in these shoes. I'm bisexual. Okay. And I want dating. I'm dating this girl. Mm-hmm. But I mean, who we don't know. How, you don't know his story. Like you don't know how much backlash he's gotten for being bisexual. If there was backlash at all, or like he's had a harder experience with that with another woman, or another dude. I don't know. Yeah. So I feel like I would be like it'd be best to know by like Wednesday. So you have <laughs> Thursday and Friday to think if you want to be with this person longer. Yeah. And like it's not a bad thing that she's like they didn't work out. That's not her fault, but she just wasn't comfortable with it. And if, including if you can't communicate the top three keys of like what of like what are you like who are you as a person yeah i feel like that's one of the keys that you are bisexual that's who you are you should probably put that out there just so they know it's not gonna i feel like that wouldn't deter anybody or any person with the right mind because i was gonna say because so they broke up and i'm sure if you asked either of them he would say they broke up because she didn't accept he was bisexual and she would say he broke they broke up because he didn't communicate his whole self to her to her right away so let's let's attack it in like sections one of his arguments was he was saying if i had told you on day one do you really think i'd be in this position yeah so why don't you respond to that um so uh, i think dalton's comment about you don't like we don't know his past right um it's like kind of like the uh, this is gonna be a very bad comparison but for instance people don't bring up that they have kids right away because that assumes some sense of like quote-unquote like I don't want to say baggage, but it's a lot to take in at first, you know, and especially I feel like we've grown up in a culture where being bisexual is very, very misunderstood. And it's something that isn't hasn't traditionally hasn't been widely accepted. Mm -hmm. And two, I think you have to take into consideration that like at some point in time, he probably came out whether that was to his parents or to a friend and it wasn't received well. So that's like uh, I don't want to call it a blemish, but that's that's something that is in his mind where Definitely. now because that's the most negative response that but he's this gotten is a to friend, that's a friendship this is a relationship exactly so i do think he's in the wrong for not bringing it up immediately but i can also sympathize with the fact that he didn't because yeah. of his past you yeah. know and so it's kind of like it sucks that he he thinks that i like i can't express this because people aren't going to be i'm not going to be accepted this is really tough because I, a, I, yeah. I agree with both of bit. you. I agree with both Matt and Dalton. Like a week is just not enough. Like this whole show is not realistic like, in my views. Fail. Right. In in my opinion. But Dalton's right. Like if you, it's like an elevator pitch, right? Like if you have a week, realistically, like Monday, you know, like you need to get everything off your chest. And I feel like that's like, that's a big deal. Yeah. Your sexuality is a big deal, but you know, it, is it everyone's business? No, Mm-mm. but if you want to engage in a relationship with someone, that is one of the first things. You yeah, know. It's very important. I don't, I think I think it should have been brought up much sooner. I think she's justified in in being upset, not necessarily at the fact that he is bisexual, but at the fact that that's not something that was explicitly given to I her. I wonder if that's something you could even pick up on. It's hard too because also when you go on shows like that. I feel like when you're a contestant, you don't really know how realistic it is either. Like I've heard people, and I don't know how true this is, they go on The Bachelor or whatever and they think, I don't, I'm don't, i just going on it for fun. And they end up falling in love. And, it's, and it is true. Like how much do you really want to put yourself out there on national television also? Yeah, oh, that's true because they all know. I'm, right. I'm thinking without the camera. It's that's being true. televised. And although, you know what, they can't see each other, whatever. But everyone on Netflix, you know, it's like trending number one on Netflix. Do they want to put their whole business out there? That's like a whole other identity situation within themselves. If they're not willing to put it out there on television, maybe they're not even 100% comfortable telling other people yeah. or, you know, and I feel like to be forced to come out is an awful thing to do, but maybe that person just wasn't ready. And I, I feel like if you're not 100% comfortable with your sexuality, mm-hmm. how are you supposed to be on a television show? Yeah, and like, you just, you just put yourself on the spot. Right. You did that to yourself. Do you think that says more about him? Or do you think that says more about her 
that he didn't feel well. One, that he didn't feel comfortable enough to tell her right away. This situation happens to like five percent of human beings, right? Like one week to find who if you love this one person and you can't see them. That doesn't happen often. So of course, like nobody's gonna know how to attack that situation. So it's justified in that way. But also, if you really want to get a relationship out of this and not just be on, on TV, then you, that's something that you should definitely bring up. Simple as that. So now we can tackle the other side, which is her saying, the problem is you didn't tell me right away. You didn't give me that choice. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. It's like when he's like, you know, would I really be here? You don't know because she was never given that opportunity. And like, that's also like manipulative. In, in a way. Uh, like, I'm going to tell you what you want to hear because I know I want an engagement out of you at the end of the week. Mm. Not necessarily what you need to hear. I didn't even yeah. think about it. I didn't like think that. about it like that either. Yeah. yeah. You um, can say, I make a million dollars and I drive a Maserati, but at the end of the day... If you don't know that that guy's killing someone to get that money in that Maserati... Or he's right. driving a Ford Focus. But then again, it's like, <laughs> it, is it really America's business who you love? Yeah. Mm, I, I, you know, I, that's that's also dicey as yeah, well. Yeah, well, I, I think... One, the show setting is, is, you know, one thing. If we take that out of the picture, that's something that definitely has to come up. And I think that if somebody is in that situation, you need to give that other person the opportunity and the time to digest that because that, that is a big thing. But I, I do understand where she wasn't given that opportunity. I understand the frustration from that point. I can see why he wanted to hold off. But at the same time, like if you're given a week to get engaged, you, like that's that's so big and important that you have to come. I feel like in, in her defense, too, if he was holding that back, what else is he hiding? There's so many more questions beyond that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then that asks the question, does a reveal or a revelation like that, does that warrant a reevaluation? Well, I think it depends. Like if somebody... Like if you guys have been together for a while and they're like, I'm by in the middle of it. Yes, it warrants a reevaluation, but it re warrants it from the point of if you just figured this out now, what direction do you want to go? Because now all of a sudden you might you might find this out and still be attracted to me. And it's perfect. Right. Like not really much changes. Yeah. But you might figure this out and need to truly go find yourself. And I might not be the right fit for that. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If they discover thereby. Yes. Versus if they know they are and just haven't said anything. Those are two very different things. Yeah, those are different That's, things. I'm going with the second one. Um, does it warrant an evaluation? I Yes, but I think it goes back to what Dalton was saying. And I think it brings up a couple different questions. It brings up the question of, one, what else don't I know? That would definitely be a question like, you know, because that's huge, right? Especially if you've been with this person for a while and you think you know everything about Can you them. Imagine. And then they drop this bomb on you, you know, and it's I like the thing is if if you're in a like an actual relationship for like six months in, yeah, and they tell you, Hey, I'm bi, you're like, Okay, well, I love you already as a person. Yeah. And like if you're bi, like what does that really change? What yeah. does that really change? That was my question. Yeah. So if I, you're in a relationship, like if you find out they like both sides, does that matter if they're in a monogamous re- relationship with you? Um, I don't think that it it matters in the in the attraction standpoint of Unless like I'm attracted jealous. to you. Then you gotta watch out for both sides. Yeah, but also I think for me, just knowing myself, if that if this happened and Monique came out to me and told me that she was bi and she's always known, I would come to the point of like, okay, why didn't I create an environment for you to feel comfortable to tell me? That would bother me more than the situation itself. Because it's like, if this is going to be my life partner, you need to know that like I'm here for you. And anything, no matter how hard it may be, I want to create an environment where you feel comfortable enough to come and discuss these things with me. Like, let's figure it out. Whether we end up together or not at the end of the day, like, of course, I, I, I want to. Like, that means so much to me. But more so, I want the transparency. You know, I think that that's the bigger question and just knowing me, that's what would bother me more so than anything, any, than who you're attracted to, whether I have to worry about, you know, men and women now or, 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 or just the same sex, you know, it's like, it would bother me that you didn't feel comfortable to speak about it to me first yeah, or, sooner. Or, or sooner. Yeah, I agree. But could you really be comfortable with 10 cameras in your face and a crew? Well, exactly. okay, yeah, yeah, you know? like, that like changes take, everything. Take the TV show out of it, right? Just like if, if we didn't talk about that. Right. Th- that's what would kill me is like, what, what did I do or say? That shut, shut them down. That made you... N- like not comfortable and it's one of those things where it's like even a pat like i had a, pa- a, ba- a terrible past experience i just know myself personally and i would be like okay what have i done 
that's made you feel I would react that way. Mm-hmm. That's what was going through my mind the whole time I'm listening to this conversation with, you know, if just that one phrase that keeps coming back to me, at least, was if I told you day one, would we be here? And I was like, I feel like that just says, you know, if that was really the case, that's not someone that he should have wanted to be with. He that, wants yeah. to be with someone that is going to accept it and mm-hmm. be in, like you're saying, make an environment that is okay yeah and if not then that's just it's just not gonna work out that just sounds like a person who was definitely burned in the past yeah all right so now on to the piece de resistance for these two who have been talking about it since the beginning of the episode we're gonna go back to our original signature segment is it canon bro nice way to clip now so i sent this story I found a story on Reddit a couple like last week and I sent it to Dalton right away because I I thought he'd be super into it. Okay, you didn't tell me that it was like 10 pages long. I was not ready to read that much. I got a text back saying two things. One, why is that shit so fucking long? (laughs) Two, I'm glad I read it all because that was scary. (laughs) Yeah, it was was a trip. It was good. And he went and told Matt about it. Uh huh. So it's it's called. I'm about, hold on. I'm about to take a nap. Right, and I'm going, and I'm laying down, and all of a sudden, I get this, uh, I get this text from Dalton, or I get a text from Dalton, and then I just hear a yell from his room, and he's all, "Matt, read it, read all of it," and I'm like, "All right, whatever, I'll read a nice little bedtime story before I take a nap." Little did I know that I would be reading a terrifying story. And you read it ten times faster than I did. That would not let me take a nap. No. So Dalton, what is our topic this week for Isaac Cannon, bro? It's called the Goat Man. The goat man. Wait. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, there's six of us. Wait, there was only five of us when we started. Well, we forgot Maggie. Oh, okay. Oh, Hey. Did we, though? Did we actually forget Maggie? I did. I forgot her. She's not on my bed, so she's So the goat man is part of a larger lore. It's a specific variation of the shapeshifter from Native American folklore. Yes. And it falls in line with the other creatures of that lore, which are... Skinwalkers yep. and the Wendigo. The Wendigo. I thought it was a Wendigo. I'm sure it's both. Like when did it go? So, uh, what is the Goatman? Somebody give me like the premise um, of, that's been consistent across all of uh, these different stories. So, what's known is that this is a creature that is a uh, very mythical. This creature can it basically sounds like a like a goat, right? Mm-hmm. Like when it talks and stuff. But it's known to infiltrate. And kill people off, basically, or just like be in their business. I don't, I don't know exactly where the, like, what the goat man's deal is. Like, if it wants to kill people or eat people or anything. But it's just the story was creepy because it was these group of people camping or group of people camping, and they were going uh, back and forth. You know, they were out on camping in the in the woods with a bonfire around, and there was you know twelve of them or something, yeah. and half of them left, and there was like six left. But then when they counted, there were seven people there. And everyone says that they remembered some somebody else being there that they didn't know who it was, but they just thought it was just another random person. Yeah. And then when they when they would go look for this person, it would be it basically so, was a goat man hiding with them. So something important to add, um, because like, you know, if there was somebody that we didn't know in our friend group, yeah. we would obviously recognize it, yeah. right? So in the story, there's a group of four people that are going camping. Uh-huh. They meet up with this other group of people. So it's a bunch of strangers, right? And so they would see this additional person, but they would just think that it's a stranger with the other group that they never met. But the person would always be like have their back turned to them. And the big thing was that this this goat man would always be convulsing and he would always do this stuff. But there was always an additional person. So as the story goes on. Oh, and the smell. The smell of sulfur. There was a, a stench of sulfur that was just like you would recognize so it. So when it wanted you to know that it was there and it wanted to cause problems, that smell would overwhelm the area. I don't think it had control. It just yeah, gave I think it was just it, when it was well, there, I mean, it, it wouldn't give it off when it was inside the house. No, it did. No, it did. I think it still smelled. They just thought it was outside. Because the smell means they were inside. Yeah. Oh, Yes. Fuck. Okay, that makes it a lot more sense. Okay, I thought that means like it was coming, but that means no, it was already with it, it you. Was there. Yeah, that's and why then, I didn't smell but it. But the back was always towards you. That was when it was outside. When it was outside, its back was towards you. 
but then you would see it getting closer, but it, it never it looked like it was moving. Human. Yeah. Also, it would always convulse. It would always move in weird ways. It couldn't really walk fast enough because of the, the, its form. Maybe it didn't know how to walk in the form. Yeah. So but, as, as the yeah. story goes on, it's basically this group of people and they're all together and they're they're somewhat similar. Like they kind of know each other, but they were in this uh, trailer. So then, you know, it was there. It was it was convulsing. And so then they would like smell the stench. And so at one point, one of the people that they met had a cabin like just up in through the forest up the road. So they got really spooked. So he went up the road to, uh, to get his, his rifle. And so he goes and he gets his rifle and he comes back. But when he comes back, he hauls ass. Yeah, he's running. And he's running. And he starts banging on the fucking door. And he's like, let me in, let me in, let me in. It's behind me. Let me in, let me in. So sure enough, they open the door and they let the guy in. So when they let the guy in, they're there and they're all talking. And all of a sudden, somebody comes out of the bathroom and joins them. And they're they're all talking. Having a good time. There's, there's eight of them. There's there, eight right? of them. Eight and of them. then and then one of the guys that kind of picks up on it, he counts. And there's nine people in the in the trailer. And he's like, everybody get the fuck out. There's there's nine of us. There's, he's in here. He's in here. So everybody goes out and they can smell the stench, right? But what's crazy is like the consistency among stories, like through different um, like Native American tribes. They all have something very, very similar to the goat man. It's, it's all about a shapeshifter. Like it infiltrates your the people that you are with and you don't realize it's there because it doesn't talk. It doesn't really give off a lot of information. Sometimes people say that the the goat man will whisper in your ear and tell you something, but it's literally like you can't understand it. Yeah, because there's one part of the story where there's somebody who like realizes it. Mm-hmm. And, and at, the, at and, the end where they're sleeping. Yeah. And there's somebody that comes out of the bathroom and goes to sleep right in front of them. So so right oh, before that right before that it's the, there's a part where they're outside and they're at a campfire and that was like and somebody's there and then they smell the stench and then one person who's put it together kind of starts looking around and then he sees one of the girls that's there and she's just pale. Pale right? and has her head down. Pale and has they her head down. They never brought their head up. Right? No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, you're talking about a different part. Because there's okay. there's one part where they finally figure it out. They all run inside the trailer. When they're in there she's like, "Yeah, I recognize that it, that person next to me wasn't the person." And he put his hand on my thigh and he said, like, if you say anything, I'll fucking kill you. He said that? Yeah. The goat man said that. The goat that. man said that. And then and then there was also the part where they were in they were about to go to sleep and then somebody came out of the bathroom. So it makes it makes me wonder, when you guys were in middle school, did you guys ever have that group where all of a sudden there was just that friend that was just always around? Like you you don't remember ever meeting him. You don't remember having that initial conversation. But they've always been around. And nobody really knows anything about them. Do you guys did you guys ever have friends like that? Like no? Uh, to be honest, right now. I know of Shut people who have people like who, like at parties is where I notice that the most like oh like this person knows this person that knows this person that's why this person's here uh-huh. but I never really talk to them and they never really are a big thing in the in the party so I don't really but they're just them, always around but they're around what if that's the goat man what if but then I don't smell sulfur and also I feel like you could <laughs> you don't think that one kid that's just in the group doesn't always smell a little weird. No, because I've never. Maybe I've been that kid. Maybe that's me. <laughs> maybe that's why. It's like I don't smell my stench. I'm secretly the goat man. But so yeah, goat man is some kind of creature that shape shifts usually into a human, but doesn't know how to act human. Doesn't know how to speak human because a lot of the things too is like if they hear it speak, it doesn't have the cadence of a human. But it, like, it's like what they think it knows the human should talk things. about. And it also has like the they talk about the interaction. Like doesn't know how to show the emotion. Yeah. yeah. Either like he doesn't know how to, that's, how to like show that it's sad or That's that it's- the the goat man. A skinwalker is from Navajo culture and is a witch that is able to shapeshift into animals, different animals, uh and they're usually harmful and they're malicious. The Wendigo is a spirit who possesses a human being and like makes them monstrous or the Wendigo usually comes across and and pictures as like it has the skull of a goat or something with giant horns and is large. And when we watched the ritual, that was the Wendigo. Oh, was it? Yes. Okay. Um, But it, it again is also negative. It's said to invoke acts of murder, insatiable greed, cannibalism, and cultural taboos against such behaviors. Um, and that is from the folklore of First Nations Algonquian from Nova Scotia in Canada. Wow. So the Wendy goes from Canada. The Skinwalkers are from Navajo culture. And the Goatman, uh, we just found. Yeah, we just found. Rednecks found them. So what do you think, man? Don't. I, I would, honestly, I never want to put anything down because I haven't been to... I would love to go try and find the goat man. There's ways to attract it. I mean, this is How? one way to attract it. Is talking about the goat man. I think we need to put a base on every is it canon, bro? That yes, you guys will never say no. 
you guys will always want to keep your mind open what, to what the possibility. But Don't for a loop. with right. that put aside, do you think this is real or not? For some reason, I've heard so many more stories about the Skinwalker than the Goatman. I've heard three or four stories of the Goatman um, on this podcast that I listened to. But the most seen and most um, known creature that's similar is a Skinwalker. So I would say I believe in a Skinwalker more than I would believe in Goatman. But I, maybe it's just a Skinwalker like in the forest that left its place well, in the Skinwalkers. And it's like its own independent thing and made its own name as a Goatman. Who knows? I like it. I think it's fun. I don't think, but I would like to go hunting for one, though. Go that hunting. sounds like the worst possible It literally idea. sounds terrible. Like, I do not invite me. I have okay. no desire to go. Well, I mean, we had to do this for podcasts. No. You can, you can come back and report. Uh, I think it's canon. I, I don't. I, I really do. Like, I think that there's too many similarities across too many different things. I think about how many different races we have as human beings. So I think that, like, the Skinwalker and the Goatman and the Wendigo are all, all similar stories. Similar stories. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's too documented and too common for me to be like, no, there's no way that is real. Yeah. There, there's there's too much stuff. Just yeah. like UFOs and stuff. Like, yeah. So many people have seen them, but, like, come on. Yeah. It's no. really not a thing. I think it's canon. Canon. It's canon. Yeah. Canon for sure. There it's you canon, have bro. it. Goatman. Canon. It's I'm can- actually, we're actually hey. going to put the link in to the episode description yeah. if well, anyone wants to read it because it's a really good story. It's really, really good. Cool. But uh, it's canon, bro. Don't even question it. All right. Well, if you made it this far into the podcast, first of all, from the bottom of our hearts. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. made our week. And if this has made you laugh, smile, make quarantine a little bit easier, um, then go ahead and leave us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening to. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave us a review and uh, and a comment and let us know if there's anything that you'd like to listen to or any topics that you would like us for us to cover. Go ahead and follow us on uh, on Instagram and Twitter and uh, at Drum Podcast. And uh, shouty touty to Monique Elizabeth Lazaro for uh, to being here and uh, being our special guest. Thanks for having me. Of course, anytime. Uh, but until next week, you guys uh, have a great week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We'll see you then. And I'm Drum. I'm Drummer. <laughs> we'll see you guys later. <laughs> Bye. Twice. You forgot at the beginning too. Yeah. Yeah, you what went straight to like the intro. Oh, yeah.